0: morning, my friend. Today, I want to talk with you a little bit about how to experience joy in the moment and why that is so important on your journey towards a Christ-centered marriage. Because joy is one of the most attractive and beneficial emotions that we can express. And it's something that I want to encourage you to be intentional about expressing and experiencing as often as possible. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I'm your host and relationship coach, Lily Matonguiza. And this morning, I want to share with you that I am alone at my mom's house. I've been spending the last couple of weeks, I traveled from Zimbabwe to Canada, and I've been at home with my mom, and Grampy, and my little brother. And it has been such a rich and rewarding experience. And right now, I'm sitting by the window, and it is pouring. There's thunder showers, and the house is quiet. Everybody else has gone out for the morning. And I'm just here at the table. I can see, like, through the trees. My parents have a beautiful piece of property way up in northern Canada. And the Ironman competition is currently taking place. And so bikers are determinedly biking in the middle of a thunderstorm and I can just see a glimpse of the bikes going by every now and then through the trees. And I am really taking a moment to experience the joy of it all because we can so easily let these brief moments pass us by. We can be so fixated on the problems and what's going wrong and what's not working that we totally skip over the moments when there is stillness and peace and calm. And we can feel that calm, but we can amplify it when we add some gratitude to the experience. And I think that's what really helps me experience joy. When I add gratitude to the stillness and the calm of the moment and the beauty of the moment, I get this opportunity to just bask in it. And that's not easy to do. For me especially, I struggle with using my time to be productive, I'm always on the go. I'm always working on a new project. I want to be adding value. And sometimes that is not the point. Yes, it's important to add value and find ways to serve and bless other people. But sometimes... We can listen to that still small voice in the quiet in between moments. And I'm experiencing one right now. And that's why I wanted to do a quick episode with you and share how to really make that possible. And I really do believe it starts with gratitude. Now, gratitude, when we look at the life code, gratitude kind of falls into a couple different places. But it starts with adopting the mind of Christ and really intentionally bringing to mind the thoughts that create appreciation for you or joy. And being intentional about asking your brain to recall the good things, to pay attention, to notice what has happened, what is happening, and what is possible for you. And in those brief moments, it's so much easier to get a clear glimpse of what you can look forward to. Oftentimes, our vision of the future is completely obscured by stress, fear, worry and doubt. And that is really problematic because we can't imagine a good future because we're experiencing so much turmoil in the moment and I know that the last few years have been quite tumultuous for most of us. No matter where you are in the world, it's been hard. There has been a lot going on and it can feel very scary to rest because you don't know what's coming next. But in those moments of rest, we get this opportunity to look out from God's perspective, because remember, God is not stressed about what's going on. Everything is still under his control. He is still sovereign. He is still king. And if something was going truly wrong, completely off course, God would intervene, but this is part of the global journey. Nothing has gone wrong. The only thing that ever went wrong was sin, and God already solved for that through Christ. So everything that we're experiencing is part of our human experience. This is part of what it means to be human living on earth. And yes, it is hard. It is difficult. There are so many challenges to face every single day. But there's also beauty. There's also splendor. There's also glory. And we have to make sure that we do not allow our brains to fixate themselves on problems only. And that's hard because the problems are always really loud. They are screaming for our attention. They are demanding that we focus all of our time, money, efforts, cognitive abilities on that. And I want to suggest that for every minute you spend worrying and doubting and fussing, that you spend an equal, if not greater amount of time appreciating and focusing and being part of the blessings that are also all around us. There are miracles in the making. There are angels amongst us. There are good things happening, but they are so subtle They are so quiet and we will only notice them when we come back to that quiet place, when we calm ourselves down, when we spend time with God and really give ourselves the space and the time we need to listen. God is not shouting from the mountaintop. He is that still small voice in your heart that is beckoning you forward, giving you just enough light for the next step. I want to share with you that I have had a fantastic visit with my mom. It has been just exceptional. And this was a trip that I took by myself. My kids and husband are still back at home in Zimbabwe, and I came over here to Canada to pick up supplies for the next year, and to spend some time. And I'm so glad I did because when I arrived, I did everything that I could to arrive before my grandmother's funeral, but I couldn't make it. And so when my parents picked me up, they were coming straight from my grandmother's funeral. And my mom and I have not had an easy relationship. There has been a lot of dysfunction. There's been a lot of Anger and frustration, it was not an easy relationship for many, many, many years. And that's primarily because hard things happened when we were kids. And I used that as a great excuse to play into full victim mode and to blame her for everything, as we often do. <laughs> we either, we're usually blaming someone and my guilty person of choice was usually my mom. And I put that away a couple years ago. I decided that I want my kids to have a really exceptional relationship with their grandmother, the way I had with my grandmother. And when my grandmother passed, I knew that I needed to let that go. I needed to let all that blaming and shaming go so that I could really enjoy my relationship with my mom. And this past couple weeks, I did that. It's not easy, but I did it. And it has been a huge blessing. It has allowed me to find new roots to create new safe spaces for myself and for my kids and for what is going to come in the future. I can look towards my future with great anticipation and hope because in the still moments of today, I am appreciating what I have rather than resenting my past. My siblings, they're not quite there yet. Try to coach them. It's coming along, um, but they they really still want to play the blaming, shaming game, and they are so stuck. And I don't know about you, but I know a lot of us have challenges with our moms. We want their blessings, we want their approval, but we also want to judge them at the same time, and we want to complain. And there's always this tension between a mother and her daughter, and. You don't have to maintain that tension. Tension is created when, imagine a rope. If two people are pulling on the rope, there's going to be tension. I want to invite you to let your side of the rope go and to come closer to come into the relationship, and this could apply to your relationship with your mom or anybody else that you want to be closer with. Now, of course, we still need to maintain healthy boundaries, and that should never get in the way, your boundaries should never get in the way of you loving someone else. You can love someone and maintain extremely healthy and effective boundaries, But you've got to get clear on what those are first for yourself. And remember that boundaries work for you and not against you. So think about your relationships, think about what you want to create, and really ask yourself what steps do I need to take to make that possible? For me, there needed to be a lot of forgiveness. There needed to be a lot of compassion and empathy, and that meant taking a step back and seeing my mom as a victim of our childhood situation as much as I was, because I always decided in my own mind that she was the villain. And in life, we have these characters that we kind of either portray or imply on other people. I was the victim and she was the villain and we needed a rescuer. Um, and that got me into a lot of trouble with my earlier re- romantic relationships. I wanted someone to rescue me from those relationships, or from that hard space with my mom and our family. And I want to suggest that you do not look to any human to be a rescuer in your life. Let Jesus be the hero in your story. Let Satan be the villain. I mean, he is the perfect player of that part, and he is the rightful player of that part. Let's make sure we place blame where it actually belongs. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. And I know that in relationships with family and loved ones, we are often fighting against our flesh and blood, and it, it doesn't need to be that way. You can let that go. And that, when you make sure that Satan is your villain and God is the hero, as rightly so, you can stop being the victim of the situation because God has saved you. God has already done something about your situation and he has empowered you. If you are saved, you are empowered to change your life, to change the story, to create something new. You get to take on the attributes of the Father. You get to adopt the mind of Christ. You get to cultivate the fruit of the Holy Spirit and experience. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But we really need to be willing and prepared to do that work. Only when we adopt the mind of Christ and we choose to intentionally spend our thought power cultivating things that are beautiful, beautiful creating spaces that are sacred, spending our time in ways that are wise, then we get to experience the truest blessings of God. So your circumstances don't have to change. Your situation doesn't have to change. Your relationship status doesn't have to change. The pandemic doesn't have to change. Nothing has to change outside of you. And you can still create... An extremely different internal landscape all through the power of your mind by adopting the mind of Christ. And I want to review with you one of the simplest ways to get there and ask yourself, how do we get to love? Remember, love is the emotion that is the most powerful. It is the fuel that creates everything. Everything is created through love. Earth, the universe, you and me were created by God through the fuel of love. Now, if we want to get to that place of love, what do you need to be thinking? It's that thought. The thought is like a seed. What thought can you believe? Remember, the thought has to be true. It's got to be truth. The truth will set you free. So we need to find a true thought that fuels, it can be fueled by love and then put into action. Right now, I am feeling so much love and so much joy for my mom, for everything she has done, for all of the sacrifices she has made, for all of the ups and downs of our lives together. And the thought that I'm really focusing on is all things really are working for our good. Everything, all of the hardships, all of the trials and tribulation, it has all come together for our good. And I am enjoying this moment in which I am seeing the results of God's hands on everything. And in that, I can give him praise. I can worship. I can adore him. And I can see a vision of the future in which my grandchildren have a home to come to, my mother has left an inheritance, my grandmothers being a blessing to me and to my children and to our children's children through the legacy she left of love and kindness. And it is all working together for our good, and I can see a future that is good. But that only happens when I take that moment to step back to focus my mind on the truth, on what would God say? What would God believe? What does God believe about my current circumstances and situations? He is not experiencing any fear, stress, or doubt. He is completely confident in my potential and what I am capable of doing. It's me who needs to get on board with his program. It's me who needs to understand and appreciate his thoughts about me. The Bible tells us that his thoughts about you are more numerous than the sands on the beach. So I want to know what his thoughts about me are. And to do that, I need to spend time in my journal. I need to write down what might God think about me? What does God love about me? Why did he create me with this potential? How can I use these gifts, talents, and abilities to serve others? There's so much inside of you that is yours to unpack, But if you get overwhelmed with all the noise and chaos in the world around you, you'll never get around to unpacking the gifts within. And my friend, those gifts, they're the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to meditate on the words that give life. Because if you're listening to things that are killing you, that are breaking you down, that are exhausting you, you're listening to the wrong story. You're listening to the wrong messages. You're listening to the wrong noise. It's just noise. And I want you to find sacred safe spaces with yourself, with other people who you can love and trust to really unpack the goodness within. And when you get comfortable doing that, you can share it With wider and wider circles, just like ripples, we got to start at the very beginning, start at the center, have a Christ centered life means starting within with your own relationship with God who lives and dwells in you. You are a beautiful temple. The Holy Spirit is living within you and you need to focus your attention inward, not on all the external noises and confusion focus inward, and then let that radiate outward. That puts you in position to be a blessing and to serve others in a way that is effective and brings glory to God because you cannot serve from a place of resentment or bitterness, frustration, or discouragement. Do it from a place of courage and love and joy and you will make an impact. And if you need to take some time to get there, to settle in, to reconnect, do it. It is the kindest, most loving thing that you can do for yourself and for those who you desire to serve. So from this cabin in the woods, I want to take a moment to thank you so much for being part of my community, for being part of my world, for listening to these words that I share with you. I hope they bless you I hope they encourage you. I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out anytime. Connect with me. Let's get to know one another because this is a beautiful journey, and I want to take as many people with me as humanly possible. Thank you once again, and until next week, God bless you.